Hello and welcome to What Do You Say Anime, a podcast devoted to providing you with anime discussions, reviews, and random hijinks. Episodes contain spoilers and possible shit takes on shows you love, so listener discretion is advised. If you are a fan of the show, please consider liking, subscribing, or if you are on Apple Podcasts, leaving a review as this is the most effective way of growing our channel. We are also on Twitter at What Do You Say Annie, that's What Do You Say A-N-I on Twitter, where you can stay up to date on the podcast between episodes. So without further ado, let's get started on today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Do You Say Anime. I'm your host, Peter, and with me, as always, is Adam. Adam, it's been a minute. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, you know, just keeping up with some anime, going out to a bunch of movies as of late, you know, having a good time. Yeah, we both recently just saw the My Hero Academia Rising movie, hence the podcast. So, I mean, let's just catch up. How you been? Uh, I've been all right, you know, uh, not a lot's been going on. There's been a lot of movies and just events I've been going to lately. Let's see, a couple weeks ago, or was it a couple, last week I was at the Ride Your Wave movie, which was absolutely fantastic, and then uh, on Tuesday, we had the Love Live Fest, oh, which that's I went right. to see that concert at the theater. How was that? It was good. It was late. It was... Uh, th- it was a three-hour event, so oh, wow. it lasted a quite a long time. And there wasn't a ton of people there. There was probably about, uh, I don't know, 50, That's 50 60 people there. Like, yeah, it was, well, it was a fairly decent size, but I I guess for being the only one in Minnesota, I expected a few more people to go. Sure. But uh, besides that, I then went and saw My Hero Academia movie twice i watched it once and dub once and sub just to try to get the full experience and that's then impressive yeah and then besides that and i've not really been doing a lot just kind of keeping up with this uh, last season how about yourself oh i've been going pretty hard at the gym since anime detours coming around so i'm trying to drop 25 pounds before that i'm down seven so i'm pretty happy with my progress nice nice yeah other than that work's picking up so i'm just working and Lifting weights, pretty much. So without further ado, though, let's just jump right into the review of the My Hero Academia movie. Alrighty. And for this movie, it's sort of canon, kind of not canon. I th- are do you, are you familiar with like if it's in canon or not? It it's technically canon, but I mean with the way the which we'll get into at some point, but with the way the events play out, it's like the other My Hero Academia movie where it technically falls in line 
somewhere on the canon timeline, but it's like never going to be brought up. Sure. I, I think the doctor in the movie gets brought up later. I think I saw somewhere on Twitter that he's like, if it's adapted into a seasonal show, it's somewhere around season six, it would be. So I think that doctor will play a, a point in the show down the road. Oh, absolutely. He's, he becomes a much more prominent character. At least he is in the manga right now. Sure, yeah. And, but we've got a little bit before that's going to be yeah, popping and, up. And I'm not reading the manga. Are you reading the manga at all? No, I've just seen posts here and there on Twitter yeah. and on like YouTube channels bringing up some of the events that have happened. I'm in the same boat, so I'm just basing it based off like what people are saying on Twitter and, and just judging it off of what they're saying. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm just they know more than I do, so I'm just going with their word. So the revolve, the plot around this, the My Hero Academia movie is that they are on some form of maybe like spring break and they are on, they get assigned, maybe it's not spring break, I guess this could just be their job and they get assigned to be the heroes in a local island village and the story takes place or starts with uh, Vin Diesel and his group of Fast and Furious cast members trying to steal PS2s out of a truck. <laughs> and <laughs> and so Fast and the Furious 9 starts and then My Hero Academia starts no but um, th it starts as like a, a car chase scene and it, we get introduced to essentially the villain of this movie I believe his name is 9 and his quirk is that he can steal powers similar to One for All or is it All for One? All for One sorry not One for All One for All is the quirk All for One and he can steal up to nine quirks. And the whole premise is around him trying to steal a particular quirk so he essentially doesn't die because it sounds like he's dying of some form of illness. And then hijinks just start going crazy and people start fighting and people start getting blown up. And hence the movie, the heroes are rising to the occasion. So how about we jump into what we liked about the movie? I'll go yes. first. Do you want to oh, go, go first? For it. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll start it off. Sure. Um, so I really liked the visuals in the big battle with Nine, but with Bakugo and Deku, I thought that was really good. I also enjoyed the... Uh, I feel like anyone, even if you're not like entirely caught up with My Hero Academia, or if you're just like a friend just decides to sit down and watch the movie with you and you have no experience with the show at all, they do enough explaining and the plot is contained enough that you can get the gist of like what is going on here. It's not gonna it doesn't take like three seasons of watching the show in order to jump in. And so I think that's like good for like parents or just anyone who's like watching this with someone who's in the anime but isn't quite into it themselves. It's enjoyable enough and easy enough to follow the plot. I'm glad you brought that up because Kayla came with me to see this movie. I don't know why, because she's never seen a single episode. And the one thing that she liked about the movie was that it did bring bring up um, some a lot of backstory between some of the interactions in the show that she had no idea about. And she kind of got like the rough idea of like what's happening. And I think for somebody who's new to My Hero Academia or not quite caught up, it was a really good reference. But I think to the people that are caught up, it was kind of annoying because there were so many of those scenes. So it's like who they're trying to appease both fan bases of new and like maybe the hardcore or the people who are caught up and it kind of felt like in between those two. So they're trying to find like a happy medium. I didn't think it was that big of an issue. I personally enjoyed that they brought stuff up because there's some scenes where 
I forgot about, or even some scenes that I really love. Like in the movie, they show uh, clips of the All Might versus the All for One fight when he like does Detroit Smash and like blows up his face. I like love that scene. So like that, the fact that it was brought up was not an issue to me because I just thoroughly enjoy that scene. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I guess I could see how people who are like super hardcore like My Hero Academia fans could be like, oh, it's filler or just like it's not filler, but like recap and I don't really need it, but it didn't bother me at all. I also really liked when the movie starts and you kind of get the whole opening. They had like a comic book little like dot art to the whole like opening scene before the cold car chase with the villains. Like they again, it was like a recap section where they're kind of explaining what UA is and what the heroes are. But everything was done with that old school comic book, like ink dots, which I just thought looked really cool and kind of fit the superhero aesthetic. Yeah, the animation like Bones is obviously is one of the best in the business, and they did an amazing job with this movie. Not only the fights, but just like the normal, just everyday conversations that they were having in the show, along with like the background art was like the island itself was beautiful. I think Bones did a fantastic job, as always, on, like, the animation and the artwork. And then, yeah, I was, th- oh, sorry, go ahead. I will say the only, the last, like, little thing that I wanted to give them props for is I enjoyed the uh, dub voice work. The There was a kind of little issue with Bakugo when he him and Deku were having a normal conversation for I think the first time Bakugo isn't actually screaming anything (laughs) it actually threw me off because his voice still was growly and scratchy like he was a smoker yep and I'm like but he's not growling and angry like this is sounds a little off but besides that the rest of the voice work in the English dub was was good I enjoyed it and I like the little kids too I'm glad you brought up Bakugo because I think you and me are on the same boat that we are pretty anti-Bakugo. I think he's a pretty shit character. I thought I, he was really good in this movie. I enjoyed Bakugo. I'll say this. I I don't think he's a shit character. I think he's a shit person. Yeah. He's a fair he's a fine character, whatever. I don't like him. I would not I don't like him as a as, as a person. If he were a real person, I wouldn't like him. Yeah. But he did I in this you definitely see some of the changes that people were spouting that you'll be able to see after this last arc which we still haven't gotten in the actual anime he's still acting the same way but this you actually see a kind of he he's mellowed a little bit i agree he it definitely seemed like he finally has some form of character development at least in my eyes because yeah i don't like like you said before he's a shit person but you don't necessarily think he's a shit character i think he's a shit person and a shit character so it's like to me, I actually saw character development in this movie from him, and I honestly thought he was the best part of the movie, which is shocking. Because yeah, I, I, I'd give you that. Because I am, I'm pretty anti-Bakugo, if you can't tell. Uh, but like you said, along with the animations, I thought the fight scenes, I thought there was two in particular that are going to be like, when the Crunchyroll Awards comes around, they do like fight of the year. I think there's two nominations for the fights, and that's the Todoroki, Sue, uh, Ida, and Red Riot fight against the Chimera, Chimera. and then al- yeah. and then also Bakugo and Deku versus Nine. I thought they were both fantastic, top tier, amazing fights. This is like what I expect from My Hero Academia. And personally, I like that Todoroki team fight the best, 
the animations on the Bakugo Deku fight were way better. Like, they put their money into that fight since that was, like, the climactic ending. I just like the aspects of the Todoroki fight better. And I love how, like, Todoroki's just like, uh, go into hibernation and freeze your entire body, like, inside of his throat, which was, I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it was, it felt like they did a really good job of teamwork uh, throughout the movie, actually, besides, like, the if anything, the Deku and Bakugo fight was the worst group of or bit of teamwork that we see, and it's just a lot of bombastic, awesome action with that one. But all the other fights that we see, we see people using their quirks in creative, unique ways and combinations you really wouldn't expect. Yeah, which made that fight with um, Chimera like all the more epic because you see them using their quirks in different ways that were kind of like i like the way they did that yeah because it was like uh for like uh towards the end of the fight like chimera is about to whip todoroki with his tail and then ida comes and like kicks the tail down and then he's on like punch Todoroki, and then sue like uses her tongue to like hold back the fist and it's like i like that dynamic of like you guys are working together like, you don't, like, they obviously have, like, a plan that Todoroki's gonna be the one to finish him off. And yeah. that plan went together, and it was really great. And, and I, Red Riot used his Unbreakable as, like, a battering ram or a shield to get Todoroki in. Which was just, like, you use their quirks in a really nice way that combined really well. Agreed. And I do want to say one thing on the fight, that there was, like, a really cool teamwork thing that I personally enjoyed. I think Deku got, like, his ass, like, kicked backwards. And then Bakugo caught him, and then they started doing, like barrel rolls while Bakugo was like shooting with his right arm and then like holding him with his left and essentially like create like a cyclone and then like launch Deku back at him I thought that was badass I, I'll give you that I just felt like of all the fights like that one had just a, a lot of like really big explosions a lot of those like grandiose epic like cinematic like more sure. like hollywood cinematic explosion feels the, to it, it's the michael expect. bay yeah it's like the transformers explosion but like yeah everything else felt like a more choreographed fight which i really which i just that stood out to me like the a big difference between the two like combat styles that yeah, they had I, I i know exactly what you're saying and i agree with that it definitely had that michael bay aspect of okay cue the explosions boom type of thing so, did you have anything else that you liked about the movie before we uh, start nitpicking? Um, I, I guess uh, that's pretty much it for me. I thought the the kids were or the kid characters were fine. Like, I don't think they were either a positive or a negative thing on it. I think they were just they were all right. Okay. I didn't hate them. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, how about we jump into the fun part and let's start talking about the things that we did not like about the movie. All right, I'll let you start with this one. Okay, my biggest gripe with the movie is the biggest plot hole that they know who they're looking... The villains. The villains know who they're looking for. They know exactly where he is. They can literally just go to the island and kidnap him. But what did they do? They ram a fucking fairy into the island. It's like, what's the point? You don't need to cause this chaos. And because of that, they can't find the kid. And they have a hard time finding the kid. And then Deku comes and interrupts them. It's just like, the the plot holes in this movie made no sense to me. They needed to like, I wish they, they could have done it where like they needed to crash the ferry in order to draw somebody out. That would make sense. But like, 
the island is like peaceful and they're just having a fun time. Like you literally could just go in street clothes and it wouldn't be an issue. And just like this plot hole of like, nope, we're just gonna ram this fairy in just because we can. It's like, you could have okay. the whole thing. You exactly. just walk in, stealth, just get in, get out, and no one even has to know you're there. Yeah, I that, wish that's like, like, that's a fair point. I, I wish it was like this kid was like, maybe like a sheltered kid or something like that and like they caused panic where like he needed to come out of his house or something like a reason for the commotion and i really did not like that aspect and then i was with kayla and she's like are these guys like team rocket because they're idiots i'm like yes they are idiots so that's just like a, that's a very fair i didn't even consider that to be honest but yeah you're 100 right on it like there really wasn't a reason for them to cause the mayhem in the first place. Yes. And just a little minor plot hole of when they run to like the other island on the island and they know exactly where the little kid is, even though they've knocked out the communication tower. So they have no way of like confirming where anybody is because the technology doesn't work there because they knocked out all the power and they knocked out, oh, I guess not the power, but the communications like this kid is right here on this island. I'm like, how did you know that? Like, he could be hiding in a hole somewhere, but that's just one little thing I didn't like. So, Adam, I'm going to toss the ball to you. What's something that you did not like about the movie? I feel like the way that it, as much as we were praising the fight scenes, the way that they ended it, I, I guess it get, gets into a little bit of spoiler territory. For sure. With it. But, like, I know they don't want to have the movie end up having a big impact on, like, the major narrative that's going on in the show. I it's supposed felt to that be, way. like, a filler, like, a filler arc made into a movie. I mean, that's how most shonen anime movies have always been. From, like, DBZ, like, the Naruto movies, the One Piece movies, they're one-off side stories that, whether they're canon or not, they don't have any impact in the actual show. But the way they did it in this one, being that it is technically a canon movie, is that they have a miracle happen and memory loss. It's just like, mm. come on, there could have been like, like, like just my thought is why didn't they just, because the kid, so the ch kid's quirk that's trying to be stolen is that he can use, he can make his genes excel, or um, is it genes? Blood cells. Blood cells, cells, cell acceleration. So whenever someone's like injured, like they heal faster, their cells like just reproduce and grow quicker. And so he's used, he uses that for a healing mechanism, but they really could have just said that the cells were enacted when he healed them the first time. And that's why like the one for all, or sorry. Yeah. One for all quirk doesn't pass on to Bakugo. Yeah. Like that the genes just reproduce so fast that it, treated it like a virus this new quirk and just booted it from the system something like that instead of just the previous users of one for all caused a miracle to happen yeah i do want to talk like about that, the ending towards the end of the podcast but i know exactly what you mean that that's just really my gripe my biggest gripe is that it felt like they just deus ex machina the whole ending so similar to what you were saying about how this is like it's treated as if it's a filler which is perfectly fine that's why i liked two heroes because i knew it was filler and it took itself as like it was fun like they weren't it wasn't being serious like they were having a party and all this stuff like that and like the fights were fun and like the dialogue was really fun and it felt like a filler movie to me. This seemed like they were trying to be canon in a filler movie and it wasn't working out. 
And it's just one reason why I preferred the Two Heroes movie over this one, where it just the whole filler aspect of it trying to be serious really like took it down a notch for me. And speaking of the dialogue, I thought the script for this movie was horse shit. It was so boring to listen to these kids talk about the same shit for an hour and a half. When there weren't fighting going on, it was like I'll do I'll give you an example. They're like um Yurcha or whatever her name is and Deku are like having a conversation and then she's like, "Yeah, you're a hero, Deku." I'm just like, this is so corny bullshit. Like who t nobody talks like that. This is the dub by the way. I saw the dub. So, okay. I I didn't mind that. I actually kind of liked that line. Okay. But that's for me that my that line specifically where she's like you're a hero through and through was specifically just that his whole character has always been like it's about helping people before anything and that's kind of like what a true hero really is and so when she says you're a hero through and through it's like you are a real hero more so than like everyone else who's like I don't know like superficial heroes which was the kind of the whole st stain arc but yeah, that I guess was, it was a kind of a callback to me. Was like that whole arc, but to if you didn't see that arc. It's it. It wasn't just the the line. It was more of that. It was that type of line throughout the entirety of the movie. Even an example when they were in the bunker discussing like what they're gonna do with the plan, and the kids like he's coming after me, and they're like, okay, like we all just got our ass beat. We're all trying to come up with a plan. We're all like stressed out of our minds. We're like, you know what we're gonna do? Plus ultra. It's like, come the fuck on. You guys are like, got your ass whooped. There's so much shit going on. And you're like, yeah, we are number one. I was like, come on. You don't talk like that. Like if you come up with like a great plan in that situation, you'd be like, fuck yeah. I'm like, let's go get them. Like that type of stuff. But I don't know. It just, the dialogue drove me crazy. And uh, Kayla fell asleep during like most of the dialogue because she thought it was so <laughs> boring too. So I just want to throw it out there that it wasn't just me who thought that. Luckily, me and Kayla have similar tastes, so it worked out. Uh, yeah, I guess that for me that wasn't really a negative. I don't think it was a positive, but like that just sounds very My Hero Academia. It does, but I maybe it's because it's a movie where if I watch it in episodic and it's like 22 minutes like I don't get that many like scenes of that type of stuff when, when it's a two hour movie and I'm getting all right let's go plus ultra for every like eight minutes for two hours to me it just like nobody talks like this like that might be that that does make sense even in the that, show that they don't of... really talk like that they do it like when they're in like the classroom or something like that they're like yeah like we're a class like that's different but like when they're just like out and about being normal teenagers they're not like let's go plus ultra that's like come on you guys are killing me you don't talk like this in the actual show so that was like a huge disappointment to me uh, i'm trying to think of what else i didn't like about the movie it's kind of blanking at the moment the plot the story the dialogue um, yeah, it's it's very cookie cutter. It's if you've seen an an like an anime shonen movie, like it's that it's this no named bad guy who's just going to appear in this movie shows up causing mayhem for vague and vague reasons, and we they've got to team up and find a secret power they didn't have before that won't be relevant later to defeat them. Yep. Um. I do... What was I about to say? Damn it. 
Oh, uh, I guess... Like, the character... we talked. I talked about the dialogue, but, like, the characters themselves. I thought, like, Chimera... This is going back to good. I thought Chimera was an amazing character. Like, I really... I'm really glad that we got to see a lot of that character in the show. Like, he was the muscle of the villains. Oh, yeah. And I really liked his, like, all of his aspects of his character. Like, there's, like, for instance, like... He has, like, the ability to, like, shoot some form of fire. I think it's, like, fighter breath or something like that. And he puts a cigar in his mouth and then just lights it from his mouth. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was so cool. cool. <laughs> so cool. Like, little things like that were awesome. Uh, and then there's, like, other scenes with the electricity dude. He had, like, two pretty funny scenes towards of it. But, like, the movie itself didn't have as much comic relief as I thought it was going to be for an hour and a half movie. It was a lot of dialogue, and it really wasn't a whole lot of good like slice of life elements it wasn't that funny until like towards the end it got a little bit more funny when there was some comic relief but i thought like this is going back to the dialogue i thought the dialogue was pretty stale and boring for the majority of the part and it kind of i like like went over to like kayla i'm like i'm sorry this movie sucks like it's so boring like normally they do a lot of cool shit but they're not doing anything right now and i felt like i think for like it was like an hour and 45 minutes there's probably only like 20 minutes of fighting so it was a lot of setup for not a lot of payoff in my that that i do that's what i think causes the uh dialogue to like stand out more than anything is that you're not we're, we're getting a lot of good action scenes until the last like 20 30 minutes but that leaves another like what like 45 minutes to an hour of the movie where it's just like Let's get on with it. Exactly. We know something's going to happen, but it's taking much longer to happen. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of dragged out. And I also I'm gonna be a little biased here. I just got done watching the Dark Tournament for the first oh, time, and I, I also just got done with watching Black Clover's uh, Eye of the Midnight Sun arc, which are two of my favorite now shonen arcs of all time. So now going into this shonen. Oh. It, it kind of like I want the dark tournament right now. Like oh, that's, I, that's the level of quality I'm expecting right now. So I am gonna that, say I understand that I am being a little biased right now. But yeah, I mean, I can if 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 I even get into that, we start moving along the lines of I'm just going to get into talking about Yu Yu Hakusho. So I need sure. to avoid that. Um, yeah, it it definitely takes the first section of that where they're doing the whole like helping out the citizens scene like that whole i don't know is that like 30 minutes of the movie the first half hour it where they're seemed, just like that that I, to me i felt like that should just be like a montage like yeah. it didn't need to be the first like 20 30 minutes of the uh like the entire episode just like them picking up the phone hey miss johnson needs to go over here it's like they'll just show them to show Ida like carrying the old lady, like I don't need the entire dialogue of setting it up. I feel like that could have been cut, and I think that would have involved like, or would have helped the pacing with the movie itself. Yeah, and, and I yeah. also think that the fights in the middle, the one with um, I'm so bad at remembering his name, the guy who has a uh, dark shadow. Uh, the dark Tsukuyomi? shadow guy. Yeah, Tsukuyami. yeah. I, I, I'm probably saying his name wrong. That fight could have been so much better. Yep. It felt like that was just there because they needed to get rid of that villain and they didn't know what to do with it. But, like, that fight could have been extended. And the fight with Mummy, I felt like, could have been a bigger, more 
badass fights and you could have cut down on that earlier like just going around town doing mundane tasks like putting up signs at the beach yep saying don't swim in the rocks yep for sure and that probably would have helped with both a pacing issue and also probably would have you would have been able to cut out a lot of that like filler dialogue that you didn't like mm-hmm. and they also left mummy in the boiler room so he's probably just starving to death and well, turns well they got him out at the end he was one oh, of did the they? They, show okay. him, they show him in shackles when the police are uh, taking him away I was, but I was, yes, he was left in that boiler room by himself for like a full like 24 hours. Yeah, he was he's there for a long time. So how about we talk about the biggest problem with the movie that I think most people can agree on. And yeah, that's the, that's the ending. So Deku I thought it was a pretty cool moment when Deku passed over uh one for all. No. Yes. Yeah, one, one for, for all. all. God, I don't know why it's so confusing to me. I, it's for passed, me too. I have he to passes think about the it. Bakugo. It's like, this makes sense. This is what they need to do in order to win the fight. He gets the quirk. And then all of a sudden, after the fight's over and they win, not only does Deku get the quirk back, but then Bakugo loses the quirk. So he yep. just gets like a, a hit of <laughs> one for all. It's like it's like a he's taking a line of one for all if it was a drug or something. It's like okay, like are you fu- okay? Here's the reaction of everybody in the theater. It went what? And then everybody started laughing because everybody agreed simultaneously that this is so dumb. And everybody was so disappointed in the theater except for one girl in like the front who was like crying, which was also hilarious because then people started laughing at her. Like, what part of this movie makes you want to cry? But I guess, Adam, what are your thoughts about the ending? Okay, so I don't mind that they gave him the power and even that it went away, but their explanation for why it goes away, like I was saying before, is dumb. Their explanation is the previous users of one for all caused a miracle to happen like that that bothers me more than anything and then to go along and say also bakugo doesn't remember any of the fight he just has two broken arms and he's like ah, i don't remember how it happened i wish i could remember it's like come you don't even need him to ever ex- mention it again after this movie's over you didn't even need to say that he forgot about it yeah it kind of at least as far as i know it kind of made the scene pointless yeah like they all forgot it in the end and nobody's gonna remember the villain and no one's gonna remember the scene and we're done i mean besides deku and all might they're the only two that for whatever reason remember bakugo i mean guess bakugo is the only other one in the situation but Bakugo forgets so it's just convenient it's just done for convenience sake and I thought that was really lame and I also like I was saying before they could have just used the kid the kid's quirk as an explanation like he regenerate kind of like what they did with Emmy where is it Emmy the girl from the oh Ari the horn girl yeah. Yeah, it's like E-R-I, Airy, I think that's what it's spelled. But anyway, they yeah. could have just done her power because she's like, her power resets them before they got it, Deku, before he got hurt, so he was able to push himself beyond. They could have done a very similar thing because their quirk works in a similar way where it's like his genes are repairing themselves so fast that they repaired themselves to the state they were in before 
I say change his cells. So, his cells yeah. repaired himself to the point he was before he had the quirk. That's all you had to say. And it would have been like, it would have felt like cheat, but at least it would have been an explanation besides a miracle. Here's my super shitty take on this. I was hoping that essentially his quirk is he's a walking stem cell. He's able to recover people's cells super fast and recover. But what if that power also like increased their limits? Like what if you took a line of cocaine and like now you're like super jacked up beyond like what you normally are? What if his version of like his stem cell like made people temporarily more powerful and he could suppress his limits? So instead yeah. of going like a hundred percent, what if you go like a hundred and twenty percent because of this? Like that would make sense, like to me, at least that's what I was thinking. It's like you have this guy's ability of like whatever you want to do with cells, and you they didn't really like do anything with it other than just it Use regen it for cells. A heal. Yeah, but like, what if there was like an offensive component yeah. to it? And I feel they, like they, they really even said it. it was in the like you did you saw the dub right? I saw the dub. Yep. Okay, in the dub, they say it's like, my cells heal faster and they're stronger. Like, those were the words that came out of Deku's mouth when he explained what his quirk exactly did when he came back from being hurt. So, they could have used that strength as, like, the catalyst for, like, them, ex like, going beyond, going plus ultra and exactly. beating nine. They didn't have to use this transfer power period they had bullshit. an explanation already built it in. was that so bullshit it, it felt bullshit and it could have been ex done a different way and you could have gotten the same result the only thing is you don't get this deku sacrifice like the one thing that that does well is deku is giving up willingly giving up his dream to do the to save these people to accomplish his dream in a way yeah but he's willing to like give up his dream of being a hero to save this village and like that's the one nice thing that you get out of this is that he doesn't expect to get it back so you get that true hero moment out of Deku yep but then it gets cut short with the way it resolves yeah it's essentially all for like it's all for nothing like we already even with well, like the sacrifice of Deku in this specific instance we already knew Deku as like a person would do this in a heartbeat. So we know that's him as a person and then they have that scene and then they make it literally mean nothing other than to Deku himself. Cause I don't, and I guess all might cause they're like, I think they're the only two that like knew that he transferred. So yeah, it literally means nothing to anybody else except for those two characters. And it's like, I don't know. It just, it's so bullshit to me. I just felt like it was like, Along with the dialogue being crappy, I thought, like, the script and, like, the story was pretty crappy. And that was just, like, one example where they could... They're so... Like, My Hero is really good with, like, coming up with, like, new and unique things with these quirks to solve issues. And I don't know why they didn't do it with this movie. Like, it was there for them to, like, take. And they just, like, nah. They dropped the ball. Yeah, I, I get I, I get what you're saying there. And it's, it's funny that they're... You said that all, was all for none there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking like the puns. It's like you have the whole, the villain who has all for one. You have Deku using one for all. And then by the end of the movie, it was all for none. Oh my God. <laughs> we are, we are doing this on the fly and that's just how good we are. Okay. But yeah, so, I, oh, The fight sorry, was really cool though. Like with, with all the complaining about the way it ends, 
the fight looked epic. The yes. fight was epic. So the, good. like Super Saiyan like effect that they had in their eyes, the glow that they had around their characters, like the the color scheme was perfect for it. It it, it was over the top and awesome, like you'd expect. But just like the r story that this was all contained in was just kind of like eh, that could have been done so much better. Yeah, but it was it for me at least transitioning into I think the last little bit is like I still had fun with it. Like, I think that's the difference between me and you. I did not have yeah. fun with it. I this became like going into this. I expected a filler movie that was like every other shonen anime movie I've ever seen since I first watched like the cooler movie on DBZ cooler movie back in like elementary school so like I didn't have a lot of expectations going in and it pretty much was exactly what I expected it to be and for me I give it somewhere around a 7 okay I think that's fair I think I went into it with a little bit higher expectations especially since of how much fun I had with the two heroes movie I just, I didn't find the dialogue fun. I didn't find the non-action scenes fun or funny or having those slice of life elements that I look for when there's no action. And if you know me, like Shonen is not my favorite genre. I prefer like dialogue shows. So I'm more nitpicky when I see these type of things. And I just wish that with its script that it had, it was a little bit more action based. A little bit more faster pace. I feel like the movie was a little bit too long. Um, the fights, though, himself, I'm not going to... Like, that's one thing I'm going to praise. The fights were 10 out of 10. They were incredible. It was everything else that wasn't involving action was not good. So, for me, I'm giving it a 5. I thought it was really... I just thought the the dialogue itself and the plots just really drove, drove it down for me. But I'm not going to take away from its animation... Or it's fight scenes. Those were top tier, amazing. Good job, Bones. Keep it up. All right, but what did you guys think? You can leave your score down below in the comment section and let us know what you liked and didn't like about the My Hero Academia movie. Yes, and if you want to hate on my shit tastes, please do that as well. And just for the future coming up, we're going to have a really fun episode next time. And we're doing Anime Jeopardy featuring three different anime podcasts. So it'll be really interesting to see which anime podcast maybe are the most knowledgeable. And Adam will be representing our podcast. Along rip us. With, yeah, rip <laughs> us. I, don't, I have very little faith in myself. <laughs> yep. And I, I'll be introducing the two other podcasts in the next episode. So be sure to look for that in about two weeks. But other than that, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of What Do You Say Anime? And we look forward to seeing you next time. Have a good one.